Shalom uvracha chevra. I hope everybody is doing well. V'siyata deshmaya. So continuing our exploration of hispodidus, this incredible eitzah from Rabbi Nachman of Breslov called personal prayer, being able to speak to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in our own words in a spontaneous, free-flowing fashion. We had learned in the previous mini-shir, the previous recording, we talked about a certain very lofty kind of hispodidus that has a very particular methodology. Rabbi Nachman says it's best to do hispodidus at night when the world is sleeping and in a place outside the city where no people are around and to do a kind of hispodidus that will lead one to bitol. We talked about a person davening over certain character flaws, things that a person feels and knows that he or she must overcome. Slowly but surely, as the days and weeks and months and years pass by of working on these inyanim, we come to a place of bitol. Dafka in a state, specifically in a setting, where one is outside the regular settled areas of life, both in the aspect of place, a person is outside the city, as well as in the aspect of time, a person is alone at night. And in such a way, a person can nullify the world and nullify those worldly, physical-oriented aspects of his own personality. Over here in this recording, B'Siyata Deshmaya, I want to talk more about Hispodidus generally speaking, not necessarily seen through the prism of Torah Nun Beis, Torah 52 in Lekut Imran, which we had learned last time, which spoke about this kind of espodidus of bitl that's done particularly at night and particularly in a place that's away from the yishuv, away from the settled places where people are busy during the day with business and other personal pursuits. More generally speaking, Rabbi Nachman says that espodidus, even when done during the day, because there is no particular kind of methodology to espodidus. It needs to be free-flowing. And so, of course, Rabbi Nachman is providing guidelines, but ultimately we must move away from locking ourselves into a very kind of specific way of thinking about espodidus to avail ourselves the opportunity to speak to HaKadosh Baruch Hu all the time, wherever we are. So as we move a little bit more into this, into the generality and away from the specificity of espodidus, into the generality of how we can um, bring hispodidus into our lives, we take a step away from that kind of specific hispodidus where it's done in a particular time and a particular place, and we speak a little bit more broadly about a generally positive setting for which hispodidus um, and within which hispodidus should be done or may be done or can be done or is advised to be done. So we take a look at Sicha Saran, Sicha Reish Chavzayin. And Rav Nason over here says, Matsasik Sav Yana Chaveirim. I have seen the writings of the Chavraya, of those Talmidim who had already become Breslov or Hasidim before Reb Nassan's arrival. They're generally called the Chaveirim. So they also had taken notes, obviously not like Reb Nassan did. Reb Nassan was so exacting in writing down every single word that he heard. But there were other Talmidim that before Reb Nassan's arrival had written down some of Reb Nachman's teachings. Those are generally called the Ksaviyar Chaveirim. So Reb Nassan says, I saw in those writings, Sha'amar, that Reb Nachman had said, that it's particularly advantageous for his spoidudas to be done outside of the city, but not just in any place outside the city, which we had talked about in the context of Tarun and Beis, but rather specifically Bimakoyma Asavin. It should be done in a place of grass, where grass is growing, surrounded by nature. Ki asavim 
Because grass can enable a person's heart to become inspired. When a person is walking around flowers, when a person is walking around different kinds of bushes and, and growth of the natural world, it inspires the heart. We're able to see the beauty of Hashem's creation and thereby we see ourselves in our natural state also as one of those trees swaying in the wind like the Pasuk conjures when it says all of nature is davening to HaKadosh Baruch we see ourselves in a very natural state of davening to Hashem as well. There's also an aspect that plants are rooted in the letter Vav of Yudke Vavke that's the aspect of Tzomeach and the Vav of Yudke Vavke is the seed of the emotions, of the emotional spheres that are captured all within the heart. And so there's a very deep connection between flowers and grass and, and, and different kinds of plants and the emotions of the heart, which may also be why one expresses his love for his spouse or for somebody that he feels very close with, with flowers. Right? Because there's a connection between flowers and emotions. And this is what Ibn Ahmed says. You go out into a place of plant life, of nature, and that can inspire the heart. And again, this is less specific than Turin and Bays because over here he doesn't necessarily speak about this being at night. Adarabo, maybe the nighttime would be an obstacle to seeing the grass and seeing all the different kinds of growth and plants so that that should inspire one's heart. Um, but this can be done during the day. You go to a place where there's beautiful plants and that can inspire our hearts to dive into our Kaddish Baruch in a very natural way. And this theme is developed as well in the Kutumran Torah, Yud Aleph in Tinyana, in the second Chelek. Rabbi Nachman says, Da, a person should know, Kisha Adam Espal Basad, that when a person davens in a field, as I call Asavim Kulam Ba'im Besaychatfila, all the different kinds of plants, all the grasses that are growing in that field, they enter into one's tfila. And they help the person. They contribute a certain element of energy to one's tefillah. Rabbi Nachman says that's why we refer to tefillah as sicha, as a conversation. Because this word sicha is first found in the Torah in the second parak of Bereshis, Bechinas, Siach Hasada. Siach Hasada, which literally means the growth of the field. But sicha Conversation could be seen as being connected to the word siach. All the different kinds of plants growing in the field contribute to the tefillah that's called sicha. Sicha being linked to the word siach. Siach hasada means plants. There's a very deep connection between plant life and tefillah. And this is Pshad of the Pasuk that says, Yitzchak went out to Davin in the field. Says Rabbi Nachman, why was he going and davening in a field? What's special about a field that would avail Yitzchak this special opportunity to connect to Hashem in a very deep and awakened way? Says Rabbi Nachman, it's Pashit. His tefillah was assisted by the energy of the plants growing in the field. All the grasses in the fields contributed to Yitzchak Avinu being able to daven in a very inspired and impassioned way. Which again is why tefillah is called sicha because it's connected to the concept of siach hasada. And Rabbi Nachman continues, that's why in the curses of the Torah, it says, the earth will not give forth its produce. Because we know, says Rabbi Nachman, based on what we've learned, that each and every plant 
the produce of the field is supposed to contribute to one's tefillah experience. And when chas v'shalom, our behaviors are in such a way that is preventing the produce from contributing its energy to our tefillah, that, says Rabbi Nachman, is a deeper meaning of this curse. Not just that there won't be produce, there won't be fruits, there won't be uh, wheat, there won't be different kinds of grains that are growing for nutrition. That's of course al pipshat. But Rabbi Nachman says there's something even more sinister. That on a spiritual level, as I nemarva the grasses will not contribute to our tefillah being able to accomplish what our tefillah can and should accomplish. Says the Rebbe, even if a person does not daven in a field, Still, even though he's far away from that particular setting, the grasses are still contributing energy and help and assistance with his tefillah. Everything that the person has within his being that's made up of derivatives of things that grew in fields that contributes to one's tefillah. But when a person is in an actual field, so then your mom is surrounded by nature, as I call all the grasses, all the different kinds of produce that are growing in that field, whether it's trees or different kinds of fruits or different kinds of vegetables, things that are growing, they give strength to one's tefillah. Says Rabbi Nachman, and that's pshat in the positive sense, the contrast of the curse that says that the earth will not produce its produce when the earth is giving forth its produce. That's called Yivul. Says the Rebbe, Yivul is Rosh for Vayetze Yitzchak Lasuach Basada. That Yitzchak went out to pray in the field. That all of the produce in the field joined Yitzchak Avinu's tefillah and assisted him in his davening, gave him that inspiration that he needed, that boost. And that's why Yevul produce is Rajatevis Vayetse Yitzchak Lasuach Basada, because that's the ultimate sense in which produce is considered produce, is that it's able to contribute to our tefillah, it's able to lift our prayers up, it's able to give us strength and inspire us to daven. And that's why Rabbi Nachman says here, again, in a less specific way than he speaks about this in Taran and Bays, where he says it's got to be at night, it's got to be chutzleir. Over here, he's speaking about a field. Wherever a person is davening, it should be in a field around grass, in a park, somewhere where there's produce growing of any kind because that is able to enter into one's tefillah and to give a person's tefillah a boost like we learn here from Yitzchak Avinu Yitzchak Lo Suach Basada. So this is an important thing to keep in mind that again, a level removed from the specificity of Tarn and Beis, try if we can to do a spodidus in a field are surrounded by some kinds of flowers, even in one's backyard, in one's garden, wherever one may be, you're surrounded by plants and the plants are giving forth their produce, their yivul, which is again Rosh Hashanah, which captures the true benefit of these plants is that they're able to enter into our tefillah and give our prayers a boost.